breathing that all on. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Now, hello, Rumble. Yeah, get in there. Uh, apparently, we may have fixed Rumble, and uh, hopefully, just keep me keep me posted if it glitches out. Because if it doesn't glitch out, we know what the problem is, which is uh, the sound on my system had been set to. 48 kilohertz, and uh, we know, we all know who's responsible for uh, tweaking things when it's not necessary. It's that tax evading blick, Simon Phoenix fault. So please uh, let me know if if we uh, stay up on Rumble. It's been very, very frustrating, and I'm hoping we've got it cleared. And you know, what else is there? Uh, plenty to cover today. Shogun Rikasu uh, is uh, resting and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, working. <laughs> and ah, uh... <laughs> oh, Simon, Simon, uh, he did change heaps. We changed heaps, but uh, you know what? <laughs> I wish I'd never touched OBS. A few weeks ago, it was working lovely, working lovely, pulling in a few thousand every episode. <laughs> then it all goes tits up. All right, so what else has been? Oh, God, yes, this morning, this morning, 
I was, uh, well, you know, I get up in the morning, get the kids to school, I come home, and it's just, just quick flick across the channels as I try to get ready to uh, speak to the world, speak science and sense. And uh, interestingly, uh, the, how should we say, I've heard some sketchy things about Mario Narval, that dude. He seems to get these very big Twitter spaces on on Twitter, obviously. And they're looking at, and they're discussing what's supposed to be lab origins with Robert Malone. And I guess I missed the part with Robert Malone. But what I listened to just epitomized the state that we're in, in that it turned into a pity party. Ah, you know, I don't want to be hard about um, the actual subject matter. But um, when the lab origin argument is crucial, it ties everything back to biowarfare. Biowarfare ties everything to the conflagration that we're going to look at, which is escalating massively right now. Um, it, it all ties it together. And what are they talking about? Oh, vaccines and vaccine fucking injury, right? Look, man, you've got to get past that fucking, <laughs> that little edifice. You've got to start seeing the bigger picture, that these people have gone to war against you. They've already taken lumps out of you, and you're going to sit there fixating on the medical freedom movement and i don't know what robert malone said and um but i bet you if i go back and listen to it it's gonna be all vaccine 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 not the organizations that organize and coordinate this biological warfare this modern biological warfare nothing about there's nothing about the billions of dollars that are poured into it nothing about the unique epitopes on SARS-CoV-2 which are highly highly suspect and are geared towards one thing which is incapacitation of you and your loved ones and uh, one guy is zeroed in on bioweapons um well uh meme the fuck out of this Mario Narval um, but like I say, I've heard some sketchy things about him. Um, Simon Simon Godek, I think is how you pronounce his last name, is sort of taking him to the mat. I, I, like I say, I'm not into Twitter spaces that much. You know why? Because you just get idiots droning on and on. And look, sorry for the bit of casual misogyny which I'm going to slap down onto the table right now. But you know what really fucks up Twitter spaces? Bitches. Bitches who just go on and on and on about them and how they've been hurt, yada, 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 yada. It's fucking irritating. Keep them bitching while they are riching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, man, the, uh, you got, people got to wake up. Right, the, the fact that they're trying to stop you looking at what, what are the mechanisms and gears and, and systems that they've deployed in this conflagration. It's global conflagration right now. By any metric, any historical metric, we are in a world war. And they've used biologicals was the first real 
kinetic ex aspect, I guess. And um, we need to keep looking at that. Now, you know, I wanted to look at Russia a little bit. There's some other news stories. And a lot about this stream was just, I wanted to see if we fixed uh, Rumble. And so far, so far, Rumble seems to be working. And uh, that's, that's good news. <laughs> if your profile says you're a Twitter space host, then you're a tool. <laughs> Or a cardboard PhD like nigga, 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 nigga. Uh, Ian Copeland. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We should uh, we should press on, press on, and um, get uh, get the stream underway. All right, let's do this. Hope the soundboard is clean. Uh, let's see, um, more damn Bean says you cannot have a proper end of the world post apocalyptic adventure without a donkey. What, why do you need a donkey, bro? <laughs> that, that one goes over my head. Rumble is great. Yeah, we fixed it. And, um, I'm never, ever letting that tax evading blick touch OBS again. All right. Uh, let's, let's do this all right so um i'm loving this meme become unsci-operable because that is the that's part of, of much of the battleground in this new warfare that we find ourselves in and it's incumbent upon you to make sure that you don't fall into the traps that they're laying for you i think now we can take a we can assess what was happening over the weekend with uh, Prigozhin and the Wagner Group, etc., and uh, I think I think the data is putting um, uh, it's leading, it, it's pointing in a particular direction. So I think we can go back to that rather than everyone having kittens, etc., and uh, as the events are unfolding, wait wait to see as the dust settles. Um, see, Horrible, don't read my comments. Never saw the postman. <laughs> But you know, I try to be interactive with the chat. So um, that you know, if you if you put something that catches my eye in the corner there, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out. Uh, and you're very far from a retard. Uh, anyone sitting here watching me, that's uh, sitting here taking, trying to get in as big a picture as possible, trying to uh, deconstruct the scientific nonsense that they're using to assault your mind. Uh, let's see. Upgrade needed on the chat for Rumble avatars. How do we do that then? Um, is that social? I'll do it afterwards. I'll do it afterwards. Chat looks better now. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, it all looks like it's running smoothly anyway, so I will leave it at that, right? So if you've wandered in here. <laughs> Who's, who's that cockney wanker swearing, heffing and blinding to everyone? <laughs> That's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. Uh, I am a legit scientist, and uh, yeah, you can find my uh, contributions to the scientific canon uh, if you go to my ResearchGate profile, or you can just look at PubMed, but I, I like research. There, look, it's got all, uh, all my metrics behind my picture, but you can see... 
that I have done real work and, um, uh, you know, I'm a stickler for precision when doing work and uh, I may be, uh, how should we say, somewhat animated like this, but uh, you have to think of it as uh, my my equivalent of Alex Jones' persona. Uh, let's see. Scooby Doosberg. Um, I'm I'm guessing I'm supposed to have to watch one of Jay's streams today. Is that uh, I've heard it come up a couple of times. Um, is is that is that why people keep mentioning Scooby and uh, Jay in the chat? Um, if so, I'll make the time today to watch it. All right. So uh, mo more, more importantly, is the uh, homepage. I still haven't fixed the streaming on this uh, I, I beg your uh, apologies i give apologies and beg forgiveness uh in this um just uh just very busy right now and you know having charles here and um having someone having someone who's on my level to talk to is uh oh, it's like it's uh <laughs> it's heaven um so, of course, uh, please, the only reason that we're able to take this fight to these people, to make them, we do keep pushing them, right? And this, uh, they're having, you can see it now, they're having to get into the bio-warfare space and, and understand that someone, something, took a swipe at you and, you know, took, took chunks out of you as well. And so we need your support. You can become a Patreon, uh, don't mind that, but... Um, it takes a fairly good chunk. But what you should do is click on WTYL.live tip jar there. Or you can go to Fauci.monster. And uh, what you should be able to see is there is PayPal. Uh, we can accept PayPal on there as well as uh, your, uh, how should we say, usury cards. Uh, please, please, please um, delve into uh, your ability to engage in usury and send shekels to the dock so I can use them to keep firing on the front lines. And, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy about that. Um, but that's one thing that uh, that tax evading Blick, yeah, he's good with the financial stuff and that, what with being a tax evader. But, um, yes, he's... Uh... <laughs> yes, donate cash or your firstborn, your choice. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll settle for cash. Um, I'm not a, uh, not a Moloch worshipping reptile that we are dealing with. I know, um, I, I know you sent a donor comfortably numb, but, uh, let's see. The rest of you lickspills, come on, stump up. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Uh, props to, uh, tax evading Blix. I'm Phoenix for, uh, fixing that or enabling that. And, of course, a lot of that goes into uh, this, which is to have backup streaming and video on-demand capabilities. Do you think, as this war continues to progress, that the corporate infrastructure, which we're all using now, thank God Rumble is uh, fixed, but um, I don't know how long that's going to last. And you know what I kind of think Rumble's doing is just it's acting as a catchment for those who... Don't toe the party line for YouTube who want to push the boundaries of the discussion. And there we aggregate and there Peter Thiel is using all his analytic tools to track what it is that we're doing. Now, 
I'm public. I can't help that now. And so it doesn't doesn't really bother me. But um, you could be using WTYL. And uh, like I say, the chat is enabled. You can go there and we're not taking your data. Um, the and I, I I would I would never ever deign to it. It's abhorrent to me. Uh, let's see. It was really my Indian slaves that I outsource everything to. <laughs> yes. Goddamn pagets. We got a pagets uh, news uh, report. We're going to take a look at in a minute. But uh, let's uh, let's jump into the news and uh, world. World Wars, World of War of Worlds, sorry. From uh, Azerbaijan 24, uh, the, I'm sure you've all heard of it. Standoff between Russia and West is War of Worlds, says Lavrov. Moscow can no longer trust any deals with the US or its allies, including the legally binding ones. This is true. Um, <laughs> Russia has had years of the West basically reneging on contracts. Not one inch further east comes to mind, of course, uh, the Minsk Accords. And now the uh, peace deal, which we looked at the other day, which Putin held up for everyone and said it was signed, signed, yada, yada. And the, the Russians have not been given a good faith negotiating partner in the West. That is shocking. And where are the adults in the, in the room? I mean, RFK seems to be doing his best, but, you know, uh, there's, uh, there's baggage there. I get it. Um, but, you know, there are, there are issues that, you know, you need to, you need to learn to prioritise. And uh, global conflagration is one that you might just want to put bump up the list a little bit beyond uh, tax returns and uh, whether whether he wants uh, I don't know what's his other thing like environmental stuff. So I don't know. Right, right now the only like I say the the person who I see talking most sense is RFK Junior. Um, take that for what it is. Uh, Trump and DeSantis, I guess, are sort of neck and neck. And, uh, oh, what happened there? Anyway, let me carry on reading the article. Washington and its allies will never allow any nation to pursue a sovereign policy based on national interests if it conflicts with their own. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said on Wednesday. The ongoing standoff between Russia and the Western nations is a war of worlds involving incompatible approaches to international politics, he added. Oh, yeah. Um, trad nation states are somewhat diametrically opposed to the globo homo, borderless, shiftless, cultureless slop that we've devolved into. Should any other nation try and defend its national interests just as staunchly and decisively, the West would turn against it as well. The minister told The Great Game show aired on Russia's Channel One. The US and its allies still treat the threat posed by Russia to their plans as a tactical one, but believe that Moscow's victory would make this threat unacceptable. Western nations claim to defend a supposed rules-based order. Yeah, rules for thee, but not for me. 
The Russian minister said, adding that such an order is nothing but a dictate by Washington and its allies. It's when they, the West, decide on which globalization system applies to the world, what are its mechanisms, how trade disputes are resolved, Lavrov said. Top Russian diplomat also said Washington and its allies had easily exploited principles they had previously declared to be inviable. The West has trampled on all its principles in an instant. Free trade, fair competition, presumption of innocence were all turned into weapons when they, the West, needed to punish the Russian Federation, he said. I'm not going to disagree with him. And, um, you know what, did I, did I bring, did I grab that clip? Um, t- uh, Tucker Carlson uh, is hitting it out of the park at the moment. This, this, and um, it's it's awesome that people can now do uh, the type of how should we say editing and let's see that oh yeah it's here I might I might play this we'll see we'll see how the time goes on but. Um, Tucker nails it with effect to the platitudes that the West will pour out as, like I say, as it engages in the most uh, abominable of behaviours. Um, let's see. Uh, we did that, including those of a legally binding nature. Lavrov maintained the US and its allies have repeatedly bent the rules of the order they were supposedly defending and neglected their commitments under agreements struck with Moscow, the minister stated. Washington and many Western nations recognized Kosovo's independence without any referendums on the basis of a unilateral declaration by Pristina, Lavrov said, adding that the same. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, let's see. Lost my place now. I, well, here we go. We were talking about Kosovo, right? There, yeah, there it is. So Lavrov said, adding that the same countries dismissed the results of the referendum in Crimea, arguing that the principle of territorial integrity of Ukraine supposedly takes precedence in this particular case. Yes, this is true. February 2014, when the Ukrainian opposition broke their obligations under a deal struck with then-President Viktor Yanukovych, one of the Western guarantors of the agreement, lifted a finger, Lavrov said. Um, None, sorry, uh, Lavrov said, adding that the list of guarantors included France, Germany and Poland at that time. Now the West is trying to pin all the blame on Russia, accusing it of unprovoked aggression, the minister said, describing this as nothing but an attempt to shift the responsibility from Washington and its allies. Now look, um, Russia is far from uh, having uh, blood free hands, but um, the... I would say the moral argument is with them at the moment. And this Avrov, um, they, he seems a very eloquent um, individual and uh, gets his point across, which is what you need. So in, in view of this, um, what we've seen in the last few days is, of course, massive escalation. And, you know, the... All the drama about Wagner Group, etc., kind of 
hid some of those headlines. And one of those was that um, Germany to permanently deploy troops near Russia border. The move comes amid a NATO drive to shore up the bloc's eastern frontiers. German Defence Minister Boris Pistorius delivers a statement during his visit. Germany's Defence Minister Boris Pistorius said on Monday that Berlin is to station 4,000 troops to NATO ally Lithuania as the bloc seeks to fortify ranks close to the borders of Russia's Kaliningrad. Germany is ready to permanently station a robust brigade in Lithuania, Pistorius said on Monday during a visit to the country's capital. Now, again, um, all this is ratcheting up tensions and the chance for a misstep or a miscalculation to rapidly flip your world upside down. And I would take the, uh, take the, take the pathway of least, least harm for, you, for yourselves and presume that's what they're aiming for. This site is very, very irritating with its little jumps. That's what you get for clicking on Azerbaijani sites. Uh, learn to code! Learn to code. And so um, troops moving uh, into Lithuania around uh, Kaliningrad, St. Petersburg, etc. You know, one of Russia's tactical ports is on, on the coast there, obviously. And um, I think all of the drama over the weekend actually is what about troop movements? And... It seems that Wagner or Prigozhin, it wasn't just Prigozhin that uh, parlayed into some, uh, how should we say, uh, escaping retribution, I guess, for what would be considered a uh, you know, mutiny, I guess. Uh, and the... And, and I thought, oh, it was just him. But no, it, it's apparently uh, there are thousands of Wagner troops going to Belarus as well. And, you know, it's fairly, you know, if you had to weigh everything up, right, um, Wagner seems to be an effective fighting force. We, we, we must give them that. And they've now moved within, you know, I won't say a stone's throw, but they're close. They're closer to Kiev, and if the war accelerates, which I think is quite likely, because you know part of what Prigozhin was saying is that they they need to prosecute this harder. I think um, Putin maybe is a bit is a bit of a softy. He's trying to maintain a degree of stability. He's trying to maintain the operations as a special military operation. Um, I don't think he wants to engage in nation building um, in the whole of Ukraine. I, I really don't. And, you know, now we have NATO leaders cite security risk from Wagner's move to Belarus. And like I say, if Prigozhin goes and he's got, I don't know, 10,000 men like the grand old Duke of York, um, that's significant. And I, I haven't watched the clip. Maybe... Uh, Maybe there's something in it, but if it's um, anything like Radio Times, no sound.
Scenario exists where in the absence of a plan from the top brass, it was up to district commanders to make moves against Wagner forces. The people in charge were too afraid to act without Putin's blessing. This could possibly explain why we only saw a few sorties directed against the mutineers. Zev Fantush, Global Guardian. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I say, I think it, it, it seems incredibly odd to me that they would just let it pass and where where do we find ourselves at the beginning on monday with wagner with thousands and thousands of battle-hardened troops moved into belarus which will obviously become a front in an ever-expanding war uh let's see i'm gonna read your comment out more damn beans uh nation building blows and fails most of the time uh yeah this is true um, Russia learned that lesson in Afghanistan. We've had to learn it the last 20 years. Um, we don't seem to have learned it because um, color revolutions still seem to be a go-to tactic. Uh, let's see. So who the hell knows if the US actually wanted to rebuild its epic campaigns of shock and awe? It might all just have been money laundering. Well, yeah, I think money laundering is a, is a, big, a big factor for sure. Absolutely. Oh wait, do you hear the music? Is that audio coming through? I presume the mic is. Is that silent? Let me just do this. Goddamn OBS. Now it should have music. Yeah, it's fixed now. It was just music. get the point anyway it's old news and like i say i i think the war is escalating very very rapidly and of course we've got the nato meeting coming up in july and uh, yes blame uh, blame that tax evading bleak everything that goes wrong tech wise it's all his fault uh so um in terms of escalation here's our news from one india english um but they actually do quite a good job of uh, summarizing current state of affairs how long was this two days ago russia has commenced tactical fighter jet exercises over the baltic sea to test the readiness of flight crews for combat and special operations the exercises involve firing from airborne weapons at cruise missiles. i can't help it i've got to do it this is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles, everything has been hitting here. 
missiles and mock enemy aircraft, while Russian fighter pilots are on round-the-clock combat duty to protect Russia's Kaliningrad Any, exclave. Anyone heard West about Gonzalo Lira? Has anyone heard about Gonzalo Lira? I know he was um, mentioned in uh, Tucker's Twitter segment. Um, again, you know, this is the double standards that we're dealing with. And the thing is that Gonzalo Lira, um, love him or hate him, was a fawn in the Ukrainian side. And look, was it sensible for him in a war zone to be doing what he was doing? I don't think so. He should have, he should have at least moved to Russian-controlled territories. But he didn't. He spoke out. I mean, it's his right to speak out. But, you know, <laughs> it's your right to cross the road. But make sure you look left and right before doing so. And Lithuania on the Baltic coast, Kaliningrad is Moscow's westernmost state. It houses the Russian Baltic fleet at the port of Baltisk, making it Russia's <laughs> only ice-free European... <laughs> Go back there. Russia's fleet. It looks like fishing vessels. <laughs> they look like fishing trawlers. Is, is, that, their, is, that, their, is that their port in Kaliningrad? Russia's only ice-free European port, as well as a number of well-equipped tank, infantry and artillery divisions. It is an exclave, meaning it shares no borders with mainland Russia. It spans an area of 15,000 square kilometers and has a population of roughly a million. Over the past decade, Russia has deployed to the region short-range Iskander ballistic missiles capable of carrying nuclear warheads in response to NATO and the US deployment of a ballistic missile defense system in Europe. These Russian nuclear missiles there are within close striking range of major European capitals of NATO member states. Moscow could use military force to form a land corridor from Belarus to the Kaliningrad exclave by capturing the stretch of land along the Polish-Lithuanian border. That could cut the land... Maybe that's what Wagner's going to be used for. Hold that land bridge. I, I, I think Russia takes its territorial integrity very, very seriously right now. They do see this as an existential threat to them. And I don't think that they're wrong. And the problem is, is that we don't have people out on the streets en masse saying not in my name. We've got them all virtue signaling with little fucking Ukrainian flags and uh, <laughs> turning a blind eye to the, uh, the Roman saluting and the goose stepping. Now, I've said it before, I'll say it again, right? I give nary a fuck how Ukrainians want to comport themselves in their country. If they want to worship Uncle Aldolfio and Stefan Bandera and they do it within their own borders and they're not hurting anyone, Godspeed to them. But once they start playing footsie with NATO, once they start playing footsie with all these uh, war hawkish elements and they push us all of us to the brink where your life as you've come to understand it will change radically you thought the lockdowns were tough during covid you thought the uh, supply chain disruptions bad that would be nothing nothing compared to when all hell would be unleashed and that would mean that they would 
I would make the presumption that all, all the things that you take for granted, like electricity, like the internet, all those things will go away like that. And most people will not be able to handle it. Most people will break. Uh, Kubikano says, Kramatorsk, Ukraine, took a huge hit yesterday and MSM was silent about it. Yes, I saw that and um, I'm, you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know which side to believe. For sure, there was lots of English speakers. Now, one video that I saw was claiming that it was English. That wasn't. That was a South African accent. Um, the... The tattoos and the t-shirts would be would be attire for mercenaries. Now the question is, who did it? Um, did Russia do it? Maybe. I mean, it, it, they're at war. Um, I mean, they're taking the gloves off. It would appear. And but there's also word that it was uh, Ukrainians a storm shadow failure. Now, I, I don't know how much, you know, how good is Russia's electronic warfare that they could uh, intercede with a storm shadow and make it veer off course and hit a Merc dining hotspot. That sounds a bit far-fetched to me. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, the fact that the MSM is silent about it, the fact that they don't want people looking at that particular strike because it would highlight that there are all these English-speaking Mercs there all there to bring the fight to bring the escalation up and you know as uh, my discussions with uh, Gaslight and Gilligan Johnny um, all of it potentially is going to be used to push you into a new form of totalitarianism and <laughs> that's it you think COVID was bad you ain't seen nothing you ain't seen nothing yet uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, let's let this play out. Connection between the Baltic states and the rest of NATO. This aerial exercise had started just a day after Moscow said that its jets had scrambled to intercept UK military planes over the Black Sea region. Tensions have already been escalating with intercepts between Russian and Western military aircraft increasing in the Black Sea and Baltic Sea regions. Earlier, the UK's Ministry of Defence had reported that RAF Typhoon fighter aircrafts were scrambled 21 times in response to Russian aircraft in the last 21 days, emphasising the importance of collective defence and deterrence provided by NATO. The RAF fighters are currently operating out of Estonia as part of NATO's quick reaction alert to secure its eastern European <laughs> flank. Look, look, Royal Air Force quick reaction squadrons in Estonia is right on Russia's border. That is a provocation. And, the, the, you know, RFK Jr. is speaking words of sense when he says, you know, you, you should understand what it is that your contemporary or, or, or your, your, uh, your opponent is thinking. Right. And the, the West has made it very clear that they want to escalate. So. If if it kicks off. um. Again, you can look to history. What do European wars look like? They're brutal affairs. Millions die. Um, it's all-encompassing. 
And there's a reason we call them World Wars. And I don't think you're going to remain unscathed uh, in the US this time. I really don't. The, the missile technology is just too good now. Uh, hey, that sounds like John from Techsport. That <laughs> deserves a win for it. <laughs> Touche, who said that? Uh, that's cube. <laughs> but it's, it's um, you know, you want some visuals and, uh, oh, uh, Laura with a dino there. Uh, what can I say? Um, I think uh, this one is appropriate for the moment. Uh, take it away. <laughs> Well, well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat, total, 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 total Ruskies. Uh, Linderman, um, I do try to bring um, a dose of reality. I'm, you know, I'm entering into, uh, let's just say, my senior years. And um, it's up to those of us that have, you know, got a little bit of life experience. I've seen the Neocom project emerge out of the swamp as I, um, that's going to say Game of Age, is that, uh, you know, when I was a teenager and, you know, I remember the first Iraq war and uh, all the, like I say, I, I lived through all that. And it's up to people like me who, who lived through it to be saying to this newer generation who are just helpless in the face of these weaponized psychological operations. And the warmongers have got their eyes on a prize. But I, like I say, I think the stakes are... Uh, uh, far, far uh, higher, and it's far, far more dangerous than um, these out-of-touch politicians would um, would understand. Now, what was what was I watching yesterday? Melanie Phillips. I think Simon sent me it, and it's just Melanie Phillips. She's a uh, you know posh talking columnist i guess from the U from the uk i mean she was she was like she wrote the book londonistan and she was basically saying that um all of all of our institutes have failed and you know why have they failed because we we embraced woke ideology britain was the testing ground for it in the 70s and through the 80s i remember it happening Right. And then and then we were the first to really get the cameras and the surveillance in your face. And, you know, they they learned how to play those games. They would pump out those programs that, uh, you know, what's the American version was like bad boy cops. Right. But you would you know, they would grab this footage and you would see people brawling on the streets and you would you would think that there was chaos and they they, they beat your psyche into accepting all this surveillance. And it didn't just be 
it wasn't just cameras on trouble spots in town centres where young lads would pour out of pubs at eleven o'clock. The fresh air would hit them, and uh, yeah, you know, it's all all part of the fun of games of going out boozing. But um, then came the automatic license plate readers, etc. The automatic speed cameras, etc. And now you walk, you walk around with um, basically a monitoring device in your pocket. And you know, my my advice is, most of the time, mine is off. It's in my bag. I only use it essentially for two-factor authorization or basically Google Maps. Um, You've got to, at least with a PC, you've got some some measure of control over what you're putting out onto the uh, onto the internet. But these things, they love them. Why do you think? Why do you think they're so fucking cheap? Why do you think they give them away? Fox says, if we take our foot off the accelerator, will the Ruskies keep escalating to get back to us? Some of their recent statements thinks we are nearly there. Yeah, we probably are nearly there and the problem is is because they've been bad faith actors and negotiators that russia just can't trust anything anymore so why why shouldn't they go the whole if, if i was in charge there that would be my default position and it, you know perhaps putin is you know better at statecraft and more patient than I am, and he's he's trying to play a long game and hoping that they can de-escalate, that he, they can sort of hold a military line till the elections come. But then, how much can you trust uh, U.S. elections at the current time? Not not very much, I would add. Um, let's see. I think we can we deserve, but we can we can finish there. I'm done with uh, this. Maybe maybe I'll play. I'll, ju I'll just bring Tucker up. Because he, he summarizes it very, very nicely. Tucker Carlson, you may have found yourself wondering recently as the world slides closer to nuclear annihilation than any time in human history, why exactly are we at war with Russia? It seems like there's a pretty significant... Yeah, why? Why? And the problem is, is that it's because we've covered ourselves in shit. Biolabs, money laundering, kiddie diddling and uh, trafficking. A lot of that went through Ukraine. Organ harvesting. We, we are not the virtues of, the paragons of virtue, I should say significant downside to this particular foreign policy decision, starting with economic collapse and ending potentially with extinction. So is there a good reason we're doing it? So many innocent young people have been killed. So many hundreds of billions of dollars have been wasted, some of them from the U.S. Treasury. So what's the point? Are we really doing this so the Biden family can repay its debts to the oligarchs who finance their beach house in Rehoboth? <laughs> That's probably a big part of it, but, you know. Are we doing it so our government can continue to lie about its illicit bio labs in Eastern Europe? So that flabby losers like... Well said, Tucker. Please, that point needs hammering home. Why the fuck did we have biolabs in Ukraine? Why weren't they decommissioned? Give the, give the scientists jobs in NIH. I don't know. Have, have a special program so you can bring them over, right, if you were that concerned about it. But no, they had to pour billions into very, very sketchy programs like Toria Newland and Tony Blinken can feel like they're doing something important with their sad, empty lives? Really? 
Honestly, there's got to be a better reason for waging this the most pointless war of all. What is it? Well, thankfully, we have an answer. The war against Russia, ladies and gentlemen, the war against Putin and for Ukraine is, in fact, a war for democracy. Watch and recall the motive. Um, yeah, um, this was the same bullshit they sold to us 20 years ago. We're going to bring Jeffersonian democracy to all those Sander. And uh, we'll teach them how to run their countries properly. Make them have elections and uh, the rule of law. And say ran Ukraine, he might seize churches, arrest priests, ban all criticism of himself, disappear his political opponents. And that's happening. Just last month, Zelensky threw a man called Gonzalo Lira into prison indefinitely for the crime of daring to write about the Ukrainian government in unflattering ways. Now, what's interesting, what separates this from other such cases is that... Look, man, that would happen in the UK, and it will happen in the UK as people speak out as the UK edges towards and is, is part of the cheerleading group of nations that are dragging us into this conflagration. You step out of line in the UK... They'll shut you down, and then if you keep making a problem of yourself, you'll find yourself in prison. I absolutely assure you. I don't know about the US. I think the the constitutional protections are a bit better, but... Ayahuasca, uh, man, good to see you. Um... Lira is an American citizen. So Joe Biden, who is quite a bit of SWAT, as they say in Ukraine, could have freed Gonzalo Lira within hours, but he didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't say a word about it. He remains in prison tonight. So that makes you wonder, what's the real motive here? When normal people see war, they see death and destruction, sadness and suffering. Oh, wait. It, it jumped a bit. It jumped a bit. Literally a fact, fact, Watch and recall the motive. The president has said many times we're focused on what we can do to support Ukraine's effort to fight for their democracy. Democracy must prevail. The Ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and in doing so for ours as well. Assisting and helping Ukraine win this fight for democracy and freedom. And of course, Ukrainian President Zelensky understand that what's at stake in Ukraine is bigger than just his nation. It is literally a battle for freedom and democracy themselves. They are showing the world what an existential fight for democracy looks like. President Zelensky and the Ukrainians have changed the course of history for the better. And we unequivocally are with the Ukrainian people in their fight to remain a sovereign democracy. Unequivocally with the Ukrainian people to remain a democracy. It's a bipartisan view. Democracy must prevail. You just heard noted democracy expert Nancy Pelosi say, the daughter of the mobbed up mayor of Baltimore. As Pelosi puts it, the Ukrainian people are fighting the fight for their democracy and for ours as well. That's right, for ours as well. Without <laughs> Ukrainian democracy, in other words, we can have no democracy here. If the Ukrainians aren't free, neither are we. We must make sure they can vote in Kiev so we can continue to vote in Kansas City. It's really that simple. And yet tonight, we regret to tell you that we have a problem. It looks like they're not going to be able to vote in Kiev anymore. And no, for once, it's not Putin's fault. Democracy in Ukraine seems to be suspended by the world's foremost democracy advocate himself, Field Marshal Zelensky. Watch this. So when you have an election, well, he says if we win, we'll let people vote. Otherwise, no, you vote when we feel like it, because ultimately we're completely in charge and make all the rules. Your job is to obey or be punished. That's our version of self-government. Self means me. I'm the government. Now, that's not just any autocrat. That's our chief ally in the war for democracy. This is the guy who just announced he's likely to cancel next year's elections. 
So you've got to wonder what the Biden administration thinks of this. We can't possibly continue to support Zelensky, that guy, after he said that, can we? Because in a clip less than 30 seconds long, he just blew up our entire rationale for supporting his side in the war. So we can't support him. Oh, of course we can. And we will. Here's Joe Biden from yesterday reaffirming America's unequivocal support for Ukraine. No matter what happened in Russia, we, the United States, will continue to support Ukraine's defense and its sovereignty and its territorial integrity. So to recap, we are currently fighting a war for democracy on behalf of a leader who just casually announced he's happy to end democracy and our democracy supporting leaders have no problem with that. In fact, they're strongly for it. Shocked? You shouldn't be. Of course they're for it. You should have seen this coming. Wars for democracy always cancel democracy in the process. That's why our leaders love them. And they all do it, even the virtuous leaders. Abraham Lincoln suspended habeas corpus. The British government under Winston Churchill threw an entire opposition party into prison and let them rot for the duration, in some cases with their families. So in a war for democracy, you can do anything. <laughs> Imagine what a man might do who has fewer principles. If that man, say, ran Ukraine, he might seize churches, arrest priests, ban all criticism of himself, disappear his political opponents. And that's happening. Just last month, Zelensky threw a man called Gonzalo Lira into prison indefinitely. Yeah, we did the that bit. During to right the emergencies. Imagine the COVID lockdowns times a thousand plus drones. Once war breaks out, politicians become gods with the power of life and death. So in a peaceful democracy, you have to debate your political opponents in public, and that's tiresome. But in a war for democracy, you can just throw them in jail or have them executed. You can see that many yep. in Washington are looking forward to that moment. Yep. Yep, yep. This is where I think it's all heading, folks. You won't see any debates with RFK Jr. <laughs> eloquently putting forward the argument that we should perhaps understand Russia's security concerns. No, uh, well, he's probably a bit too high profile to be thrown in jail. But um, you, you lump malcontents, you'll be sure of it. Or they'll just lock you in your kill boxes. Um, look, I'm, I'm really enjoying Tucker on Twitter. Um, let him off the leash, I say. And uh, look, it's hard for me to disagree with him. Now, um, <laughs> this is a long clip. Maybe I'll just play the beginning of it. But uh, <laughs> a b-boyd gets hammered by Lukashenko. Not Lukashenko, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Lukashenko. I'm thinking that was the uh, the Ukrainian one that was ousted. But the <laughs> just the first few minutes of this interview are hilarious. And um, again, you know, it's their country, their patch of land, and uh, we are in there interfering. Julie месяц, да, ликвидировано 270 НКО. Отвечаю на твой вопрос, не трудись. Выражем всех мерзавцев, которых вы финансировали. Ах, вы озаб... We're gonna massacre all the scum you've been financing. Now look, man. In Dr. McCann's, you know, list of list of priorities, who I'm gonna cast my precious vote for. Exterminating the scum who have been, uh, how should we say, running amok. It comes quite high up there. Quite high up on the doc's list. Oh, you're upset, are you? Вотились, что мы уничтожили ваши структурки. 
НКО, НПО и прочее, которые вы финансировали. Мы, людей, которые работали на Беларусь, которые помогали людям, пальцем не тронули. А те, которые пользовались вашей помощью, получая от вас финансирование и громили здесь, ваши, которых вы видели здесь в Минске, мы, если, если мы кого-то не ликвидируем, не ликвидируем. Now look, if I was uh, a Soros, uh, what was it, open, open societies, that is, uh, is that his little network? <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably be looking to uh, move out of uh, Belarus in the, uh, in the coming weeks. <laughs> Holy shit, man, he doesn't hang back. Uh, Tucker, take, so take some uh, lessons from this dude. <laughs> Поэтому мне важно, как меня воспринимают мой народ. А вот этот вопрос легитимности, он для вас важен? Абсолютно. Он мне не важен абсолютно, как вы будете там меня легитимным считать или нелегитимным. Вы лучше разберитесь, как вы будете с Байденом общаться. Он для вас легитимен или нет? С моей точки зрения, нелегитимен. Вы видели, что происходило на выборах. Наплевать на то, что обо мне сегодня думает Ван. Yeah, don't care what they think of you in England uh, or the USA or EU. They're just nothing but woke, spineless lickspittles. Too worried about diversity quotas. And their stock portfolios. В Англии или в Соединенных Штатах Америки или Евросоюзе. Потому что... Весь мир увидел ваше лицо. Ваше лицо, и вы его видели на этой границе. Поэтому я особо не парюсь, как вы там ко мне относитесь. Найдем мы для себя партнеров и союзников без Великобритании. Мы и не очень-то с вами и сотрудничали до этого. Ну, не хотите, ну и не надо. Не умрем, как вы хотите, мы не умрем, мы будем жить, и будем жить с каждым днем все лучше, потому что у нас есть страны, с которыми мы сотрудничаем, огромные страны, и то, что oh, нам надо... I'm so big, so strong. <laughs> Smack that b-boy down, go on! <laughs> Продать. Мы в Евросоюз мало чего продавали. Мы продадим, несмотря на ваши санкции. Я, конечно, не идиот, и понимаю, что эти санкции... Не мне, точно не вам, и тем более не мне не нужны. Но если вы начали разговаривать со мной санкционным языком и не признавать мою легитимность, ну Господь с вами, я еще раз говорю, четверть века, я уже к этому привык. Поэтому вы, Беларуси, поэтому... Нет, 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 подожди, не перебивай меня. Вы находитесь в Беларуси? Я не против, какие вопросы задаются. Я провожу параллели, чтобы вы поняли, что мне глубоко. Стена получали там и избитую милицию. Вы только, не по... вы только бойцов и Сокрестина не показывали, что они были избиты. А что бы было, если бы у вас или в Америке, тем более, из... бросились на милиционера, начали ему ломать ноги. Он бы получил пулю в лоб сразу, но мы ни, ни в кого не стреляли пулю в лоб. Владимир Путина, да, вы вместе работаете. А почему вы у него не спросите? Вы в Москве живете? Я у него спрошу про, э, у него спрошу про вас. Про вас? Ну, спросите сначала. This dude is fucking hardcore, man. 
This is better than Indian TV. Союзного государства нет с Америкой. Будет. У вас больше, чем союзное государство. Вам американцы... Мне больше... Почему в 2014, по-моему, году, когда ваши подопечные в Украине разбомбили Донбасс, вы меня не обвиняли в том, что я принял в течение нескольких месяцев 160 тысяч беженцев из Украины. Знаете, вы все время говорите, Стив, некоторые, некоторые, некоторые. И следуя вашей концепции, BBC, как вы это подаете все, ну это везде у вас некоторые и кто-то, а кто-то один сказал, что резали проволоку. Вы мне не верите? Не, абсолютно нет. Я верю в факт. Так вы мне скажите, где резали, кто резал и назови... For B-Boys, the BBC, and just there. Pedo ridden. I, I could go on and on, but just, I, I, I can't stand them. And just to see one of them just getting lit up like this, it's, uh, ah, oh, it brings a flicker of joy to the Doc's day. А вот так говорит, что некоторые вам сказали, кто-то там позвонил, кто-то в деревне сказал. Ну, слушайте, ну, это Александр не санитарно. Дайте вы мне оста... текст, где я, покажите мне, где ну, я сказали. сказал, приходите к нам. Позвали, это значит, Стив, приходи ко мне в Беларусь. Вот я, ты попросился интервью, я говорю, приходи. Меня это... Слушайте, а мне наплевать. Oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> На то, что в Евросоюзе вы думаете о президенте Беларуси. Меня избирал не Евросоюз. Вы меня не признаете четверть века. Вы просто, Стив, не в курсе дела, наверное. Четверть века меня не признают. And, and just, just to add this about the EU, I, I read yesterday that France and Germany are trying to remove the veto powers from certain countries, right? And so all the all this pretense to uh, you know equal rights under their EU bureaucracy, etc. It's all going out the window as it's all going Pete Tong. Right? <laughs> and uh, Lukashenko's right to be pissed at them and the double standards that they display. Steve. 25 лет толпами ходят по Минску после выборов ваши сторонники в Беларуси. Это было постоянно. Но, Александр Только, Георгий, только вы... в этом году, вы слушать не умеете, только в этом году это было 
более подготовлено с вашей стороны вами, фондами немецкими, английскими, американскими фондами, деньги вбросили, людей здесь на фоне пандемии подготовили, и этот процесс занял чуть больше. Yeah, there's something to think about, right? Under the pandemic that they were pre-positioning uh, all their little chaos agents into the region, pre-positioning all those troops into Ukraine. Like I say, it was biological warfare that we just witnessed and everyone had to suffer because of it, but there was a larger, bigger goal at play. And, you know, what the, what the outcome will be, When, whenever there's a, a scrap, um, you know, all bets are off, as they say. And you know, I'm. Is it is it all some master plan by? Uh, is it a broke back Brenda? Uh, the fix is in. It's all just the East India Trading Company and uh, wait for it. The Jew. Maybe. Maybe, but I do think that um, there is state's interest at the moment. And the problem is, is that, look, I've, I've traveled the world, okay? And not everyone looks at the world like the West does. Whether it's Abrahamic religions or globo-homo corporatism or globalist open borders and uh, whatever, whatever libertarian bollocks you want to paint onto that there are other parts of the world that have a history they have a culture and they're they're somewhat protective of it as they've seen how we've acted over the last well you could argue centuries just the reptoids the swiss yeah don't forget those swiss those motherfuckers uh put them on the list Чуть больше и промежуток. Поэтому не толпы ходили здесь, а максимум, когда собрали со всей страны, услышь меня, со всей страны, ты из Москвы должен был это видеть, со всей страны собрали, на, на пике было 46 тысяч, там 700 или 600 человек. Здесь, в Минске. Я находился 80 здесь. тысяч, если не будешь слушать, разговор закончится, если ты этого хочешь. Вот с этими... Это не оппозиция, это предатели. С ними мы никакого диалога и никаких переговоров вести не будем. Ну, вы понимаете? почему Европе... Do you understand why the EU finds it difficult to talk to you? Probably because he's not that taken in by uh, mincing faggots walking up, waving rainbows in his face and telling him he's got to bend over and take some of their cultural pounding. Евросоюзу, да? Трудно с вами общаться. Вам со мной сложно, потому что я не танцую под вашу музыку. Я провожу независимую политику. И от вас, и от кого угодно, от американцев, от англичан, от Евросоюза, я вижу свой народ. Но вы что, скажете, что я э, своих соседей э, там теребил? Я что, организовывал с поляками, латышами, литовцами, с украинцами какие-то драки на границе? Um, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't think people barely even knew Belarus existed till a few months ago. 
they do keep things on the down low. Now, look, is it um, is it a backwater full of uh, gypsies and uh, what have you? Yes, somewhat. But again, it's uh, it's a very very ancient part of the world with their culture and uh, and look that that's in Russia's sphere of influence. It used to be part of Russia. Никогда. Зачем вы в прошлом году пришли в наш дом и пытались его разрушить? Зачем? Какое ваше дело до наших выборов? Мы же не лезем в Великобританию или в Америку. Мы же не лезем в ваш дом. Вы чего пришли в наш дом и начали его красить? Вы пришли в Беларусь, где живет мирные 10 миллионов человек, пострадавших в последней войне, как никто. Евреи только могут сравнить. He's gone there. С тем, как пострадали мы и они в той войне. Вы почему пришли в мой дом? Александр Гергорьевич, мы причем здесь вторая мировая. Как причем? Как причем? Вы молиться на нас должны до сих пор. Вот причем. Молиться, потому что мы воевали против фашизма. Вроде в коалиции с вами. Вы не помните? Вроде с англичанами в коалиции. Помните дядьку, который с сигарой все время ходил и курил, и у нас с трубкой? Вы этого не помните? А при чем здесь Вторая мировая война и сегодня? Uh, 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 Конфликт. Uh, Rags up there uh, with uh, <laughs> we're causing trouble, but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go down that path too much. Not today. What do you say? Political situation in Belarus. Absolutely different. Siv, I'll explain. You, for the Second World War, with the Russian people, you still haven't understood, haven't counted for the losses we suffered. Еще только 80 лет, еще 100 лет не прошло с начала войны, а вы уже ворвались опять в этот дом и пытаетесь новую войнушку развить. Very much so. And, you know, the, the premise of uh, new Kazaria being formed out the ashes of Ukraine is not lost on me. Um, it's something that you have to hold in the, uh, the complex set of variables that we're dealing with right now. Same people, same people who are just pushing for bloodshed, chaos, because they, they make good out of it. And... It's always the same people who do get chewed up. So us, the intermensch, those that struggle to survive week to week, month to month. Now, you may even be uh, financially secure, but uh, you know what? Your kids are going to get drafted and sent into those meat grinders. They love it. They love it. And families smashed make for more easy kids to prey on. Okay, shit. I'll, I'll bring that up in a second, Nick, but uh, let's just um, let's, let's let this thing 
войну в Беларуси будет тянута НАТО и будет тянута Россия. Это ядерная война. Никто не хочет новую войну. Чего-то... Долезете сюда. Мы не лезем сюда. Вы лезете. Вы в прошлом году финансировали мятеж. Вы финансировали. Вы управляли мятежом с территории Польши. Вы, а за вами стояли американцы. А люди, которые вышли на улицу и кричали, Лукашенко украл наши голоса, они были финансированы. I think there's a high probability of that. Yes. Yes. I would agree with Lukashenko here. We should be minding our own fucking business. Западом? Нет. Они действительно верят и думают, что вы украли Все голоса. лидеры финансировались Западом. В противном случае они там прибежище сегодня не нашли. Они все сидят у вас. Почему? Они сбежали туда, откуда их прислали и откуда их финансировали. Слушай, Стив, что ты мне рассказываешь? Эти все тихушки, лохушки, цепкалы, они у вас сидят. Почему? Потому что это ваши люди, и вы их финансировали. Они же не побежали в Китай. Не побежали, их бы там не приняли. Потому что они к ним не имеют никакого отношения. Слушай, что ты темнишь? Ты же это прекрасно понимаешь. А ты меня упрекаешь. Репрессии, репрессии. А что ты от меня ожидал? Я должен был защитить страну и свой народ. Let's just uh, bring this up. Uh, RFK Jr. claims a vaccine research likely responsible for HIV and the Spanish flu. Ooh. How long ago was this? Uh, what date is it today? It's two days ago. Um, wow. Uh, I'm inclined to side with RFK on this one. Let's get to the bottom of this. Open those vaults. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Give Nick the keys. Let him go. Let him go rifling through the literature. Let's let's put an end to the discussion once and for all. But yeah, very very uh, interesting development. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's kicking some sacred cows in the nuts, man. Bravo. All right, on to lab leak. Uh, that's what we had next. So, um, Wuhan researcher claims China engineered COVID-19 as a bioweapon. Uh, this is from Jennifer Zheng. There's uh, a, I want to say like 20, 30 minute video on Twitter you can go and watch. And maybe I'll, I'll do that in a stream uh, when Charles is around and uh but we can we can just get the gist of it from here according to an ani report a researcher from the wuhan institute of virology claims that china allegedly engineered the coronavirus as a bioweapon in an interview shared by ana chow shao told jennifer zheng a member of the international press association that he and his colleagues were given four strains of the virus to determine which strain would could spread most effectively Zheng, a Chinese-born yeah, human rights activist, yeah, yeah. Chao Xiao recounted an incident, incident where another researcher from the institute, Chan Chao, admitted that their superior had given them four strains of the coronavirus to test their infectivity across various species, including humans. Chao Xiao also referred to the coronavirus as a bioweapon. He further mentioned that several of his colleagues had gone missing during the 2019 Military World Games held in Wuhan. One of the missing researchers later disclosed that they were sent, into, sent to hotels accommodating athletes from different countries to inspect health and hygiene conditions. Strange. 
Chow Chow suspected that their real purpose was to spread the virus as check-in hygiene conditions did not require virologists. Additionally, Chow Chow claimed that in April 2020, he was sent to Zhang Jing to assess the health of Uyghur individuals held in re-education camps, insinuating that he was either instructed to spread the virus or observe its effect on humans as virologists' expertise was unnecessary for conducting health checks. Chow Chow revealed this information to Zheng, emphasizing that it represents only a fraction of the larger puzzle surrounding the origins of COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so, um, an interesting um, twist of the tale there. Um, for sure, we're dealing with uh, bio-warfare. Now, did the Ching Chongs initiate it? Maybe. Did the West capitalize on it? Absolutely. Was the West involved uh, in its funding and uh, the whole infrastructure that was built up around this type of research? You bet you. Um, uh, let's see. This formalin does not inactivate HIV. One ah maybe we'll do a stream on such um big news uh, Nick maybe tomorrow we can do a stream and uh, pull in Shogun Rikasu as well um I sense a bullshit headline here pro vaccine doctor stalked at home harassed online during feud with Joe Rogan now it's a little old in this but um I've been keeping my eye on this and uh. <laughs> Tetanus Lockjaw Hotez uh, is claiming that he's been harassed at his home. Does anyone have any footage of this harassment? Of people coming and pelting his house with uh, bags of dog shit and rotten eggs? I haven't seen any. And uh, until I do, I think he's trying to pull a Peter Dayzak. Next thing you know, he'll be sending himself white powder in the post. Um, Hotez is a scumbag he's a slime ball. he's too cowardly to debate the science and um, you know I've been making a point of it on Twitter any scientist competent in their field should be able to debate anyone anywhere anytime and these people are not confident and who was backing him up pedo adjacent you know who right, you uh, not, uh, Jew. David Gorski as well what is Hotez the Jew. Well, are uh, <laughs> much of these people that are holding uh, this infrastructure together? I sniff K26R in the air wherever I turn. Yeah, make that what you will. Um, but it's a fact. It's one of those elements that we have to plug into the equation right now. All right, I'm going to move on from there. Um, Fauci, uh, oh no. I was going to do the Fauci going to uh, Harvard. But uh, yeah, um, as well as Robert Gary, uh, let's see, Christian Anderson has been summoned to Congress as well. Now, I hope they roast this bastard. And um, <laughs> it's, a pity. it's a pity that Shogun Rikasu is here in uh, the Holy Isle and not there in uh, Congress asking questions to these people because uh, he would be able to pin these fuckers down.
<laughs> Let's see. Centropede says, I think Glenn Greenwald played the video of whomever harassed Hotez. If I recall correctly, the dude just said some negative comments to him. Nothing crazy. Yeah, that, that, that's probably it. And that's that's enough for uh, slimy Hotez to start talking about. Oh, my God. Ah, the, the white supremacist. <laughs> right wing. We need to put him in prison for questioning the authorities. Just. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Good to see you. Uh, let's just see if anyone else is uh, not the K26R today. Uh... Ah, Ali Laura, come on. What's the matter with you? Working hard here. All right. Um, there, shall I do this one? It's 15 minutes. It is. We know all about it. I've got a feeling I played this before, but. Um... I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm enjoying myself at the moment. And those in our most, the most vulnerable in our communities. Senator Antic. Thank you, Mr Acting Deputy President. Australian cities are becoming digital surveillance precincts. And it all happened in the UK first. And uh, of course, Australia being a colony, you're getting it right now. With so-called smart city programs being rolled out across the country, Invasive technology such as facial recognition cameras, license plate readers, smart lights, smart poles, smart cars, smart neighbourhoods, smart homes and smart appliances all connected to wireless networks and communicating with each other. So what's wrong with that? Technology is good, isn't it? All this is for your safety, security and convenience, isn't it? Well, let me tell you, your streets are spying on you, your mobile phone is spying on you, your cities yep. are spying on you, and the yep. infrastructure for future lockdowns is being put into place right yep. now. Don't be fooled. You're being set up to be tracked through your movements and through the future of your digital wallets. By handing over your data, you're handing over the ability to monitor your behaviour, which will soon be turned into a social credit score. And once the central bank digital currencies are in place, you won't get to spend your money without approval. Digital ID will soon become a reality in Australia. Many other countries are already rolling these systems out. Countries like Canada, Scotland and many others. Eventually, you won't be able to... Oh, five eyes nations, I will add. Now look, Russia's got digital IDs as well, etc. Um, you know, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you told people 100 years ago that you'd, be, you'd all have to carry around some little plastic bit of... Uh, card with your with a high res picture on it in three point font where all your details are on it they'd have laughed at you but no we all do it now and we all walk around with the next fucking iteration of it it sounds like the end times yeah Perhaps it is. ...to access any government or public services, and you won't be able to travel across borders or access health care or the internet without... <laughs> Get to the part where we have to cut our eyes to, our, our eyes to avoid detection and arrest. Yeah. Um, it's a cooming. ...digital ID. Think you won't comply? I think you will. The last two years were the dress rehearsal, and we fell for it hook, line and sinker. Australians are sleepwalking into this technocratic future. And while we're sitting around, scratching our chins, trying to work out whether this is really happening, Australia is drifting towards a dystopian... Didn't the Brits invent passports for colonial subject management? Maybe. I don't know. But there's another thing that you have to uh, deal with, right? Passport queues, etc. We all, we all just take it on board, go along to get along, etc. And this dude, whoever it is, is, is laying it out. 
right now what they're going to do to you. And it won't be a soft tyranny. You will comply. They'll force you to comply. Unless, unless you resist now. Do not comply now. And that's the message that has got to spread right now. But the problem is, is that they're playing the long game and that the tech just keeps evolving faster and faster. I think he was done, so uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, what did I have next? Um... I'll skip Fauci. Well, no, you know what? It's not so much Fauci. It's Lickspittle, Jamie Metzl, hacking Darwin, turd-punching scumbag, right? <laughs> Who's there speaking for the common people, trying to uh, trying to warn you about lab origins, right? He's never really done anything. Limited fucking hangout for the Council for Foreign Relations. Oh, I think it's great Dr. Fauci will be joining the Georgetown faculty. Nobody is perfect, but Dr. Fauci certainly has a lot of wisdom to share. It would be folly not to learn the lessons, both positive and negative, of his experience. Fuck you, Metal. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't know what else to say to that. Moving on. Oh, we've got some Shahids. Hey, you haven't done a shade in a while. A professional basketball player, Oscar Cabrera, died of heart attack while undergoing stress tests at a health centre after being diagnosed with myocarditis. He was only 28 years old. In an Instagram post, Cabrera blamed the vaccine mandates required for international travel. And uh, if you go down... Um, <laughs> We salute that Shahid and him sequestering his carbon so that his betters can continue the lavish lifestyle that they've become used to. Another Shahid. Sudden death, Cedric Roussel, uh, a 45 former Premier League and Belgium striker, dropped dead after heart attack in Town Square. Attempts were made by emergency services to revive the beloved former footballer, but sadly to no avail. Um, now look, this is... Um, these are famous cases that are being reported and you know this is something that charles should discuss but um i i was three second violation <laughs> who said that lloyd um it's happening to people fighting age males we know it's happening in the marines charles is getting word they're keeling over. You've got to ask why. All right, enough Shahids. We we salute Cedric for sequestering his carbon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, uh, let's get to some science. That's why you're here. That's what you pay me for. So, um, yeah, it's a slightly old paper, but uh, I thought I'd bring it up as it's doing the rounds at the moment, but batch-dependent safety of Pfizer vaccines, and uh, what do they find? I'm not going to read the whole paper, but uh, you can see it from the graph that there was a bunch of batches um, that, that 
basically carried the majority of adverse events and there are a bunch of batches that did nothing now we have and i would say it's only preliminary data there is no way that i would bet the house on it but we found what appeared to be a blank no phosphorus signal nothing now can i repeat that maybe maybe is it really going to help i don't know i don't know but for sure, I think they were testing. They, th there's no way they wouldn't use that time for testing. Now, how do you how do you get it so that the same people are receiving the same batch? I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the flaw in the reasoning here. But you know, <laughs> that graph is kind of hard to argue with. So for sure, there were hot batches. That were causing harm. Um, all right, moving on. And uh, what did I have next? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, this one. B cell lymphoblastic lymphoma following intravenous BNT162B2 mRNA booster in a Balb C mouse. Now, Balb C mice is just a strain of mouse. Now, this makes me kick myself for not having done the rodent experiments. Now, I was looking, I was going to be looking for amyloidosis. But I just wonder if we'd IV injected those rodents like I was intending to do, would we have seen the same? Uh, unprecedented immunization campaigns have been rolled out worldwide in an attempt to contain the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Multiple vaccines were brought to the market, among two utilizing novel messenger ribonucleic acid technology. Despite their undisputed success in decreasing COVID-19-associated hospitalization and mortality, various adverse events have been reported. The emergence of malignant lymphoma is one of such rare adverse events that has raised concern. Although an understanding of the mech... And, and, and again, we're seeing this in the data. This is what Ethical Skeptic is, is pointing at. We're, we're seeing an 11, 12 sigma run increase in neoplasms. Herein, we present the first case of B-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma following intravenous high-dose mRNA COVID-19 vaccination in a Balbsi mouse. Two days following booster vaccination, at only 14 weeks of age, our animal suffered spontaneous death with marked organomegaly. Basically, means the organs are enlarged. And diffuse malignant infiltration of multiple extranodal organs, heart, lung, liver, kidney, spleen, by lymphoid neoplasm. Immunohistochemical examination revealed organ sections positive for CD19, terminal deoxynucleotide transferase, and CMYC compatible with a B-cell lymphoblastic lymphoma immunophenotype. A murine case adds to previous clinical reports on malignant lymphoma development following novel mRNA COVID-19 vaccination, though a demonstration of direct causality, causality remains difficult, extra vigilance is required with conscientious reporting of similar cases and a further investigation of the mechanisms of action explaining the aforementioned association. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's the animal testing that should have been done before anyone even thought about rolling this shit out en masse. Now, 
maybe, maybe it's acted as a genetic therapy that's acting as a palliative. The effects do not last. But if it's increasing your chances and pushing you towards developing cancer, then that's, that's a drug that should not be allowed on the market. What underlies a lot of cancer? Protein misfolding. Um, can you correlate the mouse age with humans and distinguish the intravenous injected in muscles? Thanks. Well, um, look, an I, I, IV shot we know is um, far, far more of a shock to the body. There was a very early study where they did the they did the same in rats, I want to say, and IV caused um, a inflammation of many organs, including the heart. Um, to be detecting neoplasms so quickly, I mean, that's, that's literally the hallmark of turbo cancer, right? <laughs> two days, was it? Was it two days? Uh, 14 weeks of age. I mean, that's a, that's a young, young mouse that's into breeding age. What does a mouse live? Two years? Three years? You look after them. Um, I don't think I need to read all the paper, but let's, let's just scroll down. Um, Five-week-old male, Balbsy, substrain mice were purchased. Okay, um, to this group, one group of animals, N equals 14, was immunized intravenously by the lateral tail vein with Pfizer vaccine following a two-dose regimen, while another group received normal saline injections and served as control. And that's the thing that we need in these studies. We need a placebo-controlled study, not active agents put in your control group. Saline, that's what should be being injected. Second dose of BNT or Pfizer was administered 14 days after the first priming dose at 12 and 14 weeks of age, respectively. Each dose contained 6 micrograms of Pfizer diluted in a total volume of 60 microliters of normal saline. All animals were housed in standard type 3 plastic cages and maintained over here. Um, th this is exactly the experiment that I was going to do. The reason I didn't do it was because... I had faith in Arna Burkhardt's work that he'd shown far more elegantly than I could have done with rodents, um, what we're seeing here. But yeah, it, it just, I'm, I'm kicking myself right now for not having done, not having done it. Because what if we had seen this, uh, this response? Uh, let's see, necropsy of organs, and, um, doesn't, doesn't leap out of me. The, maybe the liver is enlarged somewhat here. Mouse is which? Uh, yeah, you could maybe say this mouse is problematic. Um, yeah, look at if that's his kidney, that's uh, that's 
abnormal. I'm guessing this is the control mouse, or oh, a control mouse. Organ enlargement. <laughs> that's uh, that's mental. Let's see, um, following organ dissection, tissues were fixed with. Oh, let's just read this. Necropsy examination of organs following spontaneous F. Disproportional enlargement of several of the animal's major organs was observed at necropsy, including the liver, kidneys, spleen, and intestines. Animal with normal phenotype for reference. B. Um, uh, let's let's read the discussion. So two days following booster vaccination, the animal suffered spontaneous death with diffuse malignant infiltration of multiple extranodal organs at only 14 weeks of age. Though a causal relationship between the SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine and BLBL observed in the present case cannot be unequivocally established and may represent coincidence, the temporal sequence of events suggests its involvement in this rare hematologic malignancy. With the exception of this case, no other animals experienced any adverse events post-mRNA COVID-19 vaccination in our study. To the best of our knowledge, no clinical nor experimental data exist on the, de on the development of BLBL following COVID-19 vaccination. LBL is an aggressive neoplasm arising from lymphoblasts of either B or T cell origin, accounting for approximately 8% of all human lymphoid malignancies. BLBL is the uncommon... Do you know what I'm just thinking of? Is that all the... <laughs> I've got a link to that. Uh, let's see. Spleen enlargement is seen in bone marrow exhaustion. Thank you, Centripede. Um, one month mouse is two years human. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of the uh, YouTube influencers. I remember that specky twat who was uh, <laughs> making all the arguments pro and then one year later he's uh he's there in the camera saying uh i've got uh hodgkin's lymphoma <laughs> let's see later in the paper they say they didn't get a look at pancreatic tumors why what is the scientific reason for leaving this out um i don't know i don't know um Again, it's it's an important data point to have this now. It's been put in the literature that there was there is this reaction. Now, I, d I don't know. Maybe maybe Balbsy mice are prone to lymphoma. I don't know. I doubt it. It's just a standard lab strain. If it had that problem, it wouldn't be used. Clinical cases with the diagnosis of other B-cell lymphoma subtypes, including diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and marginal zone lymphoma, have been reported, although most often temporarily linked with COVID-19 vaccination, since a pre-existing lymphoma could not be excluded. Again, so that's, that's problematic because there may be many people who are, who are trundling along in their life and their body is just keeping a handle on, the, on, those, uh, on those cancers. Immune system's just doing its job. And then we go and uh, gene transfect them with a peptide and lipid nanoparticle that is highly concerning, highly inflammatory, highly amyloidogenic. Notably, the reported cases occurred in the context of immunization with BNT162B2 mRNA vaccine. Nonetheless, remission and Epstein biovirus reactivation of B cell lymphoma have also been reported following the CHAD OX1 NCOV19 viral vector vaccine. Now look, I've I've been thinking about 
I, I, I've said this before. I think maybe the, the Chad Ox vaccines were working too well. That, it, that, that the spike expression levels were of such high concentration and high fidelity and the distribution around the body was so encompassing that, yes, the safety signal emerged right away. It tells you that the expression products are toxic. Individual cases of development, progression, exacerbation, recurrence, and spontaneous regression of T-cell lymphoma have also been described for both the mRNA-based as well as viral vector-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccines. Interestingly, the occurrence of malignant lymphoma post-vaccination is not limited to the novel SARS-CoV-2 vaccines. Development of MZL resulting from antigenic stimulus of influenza vaccine components has been described earlier. Interesting. This finding was further strengthened by a population-based study reporting a positive association between the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and receiving influenza vaccination, including DLBCL, follicular lymphoma. The mRNA SARS-CoV-2 vaccines are reported to elicit a robust adaptive immune response through the potent stimula stimulation of antigen-specific CD4, CD8-positive T-cells and selective generation of high-neutralizing antibody titers against SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. SARS-CoV-2 specific germinal center B-cell and plasma blast responses were shown to persist for at least 15 weeks after the first immunization in Pfizer-vaccinated individuals. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't just magically disappear after a couple of days as they were telling the plebs two, three years ago. Don't you worry about it, Lickspill. It'll be in and out in a second. You barely notice. Although deeper mechanistic insights remain elusive, it has been suggested that the continuous stimulation of T and B cells, not only by SARS-CoV-2 itself, but also through mRNA SARS-CoV-2 vaccination, may trigger autoimmunity or other aberrant inflammatory responses, thereby resulting in malignant lymphoma development or progression of pre-existing lymphoma. Yep, yep, yep. Isaac's Cube says, my sister-in-law had recurrence of lymphoma a few months after full jabbing, back in remission now after treatment. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I hope your sister is well. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Jay says, love this. Left a dono, but no need to interrupt the stream. Oh, um, well, if you've left a dono, let the doc check and uh, see. Surely, surely I can... Uh, Hey, um, thank you, thank you. It's there. I'll not, I'll not push any stingers as you asked me not to. Um, let's see. Well, I'm tempted to uh, reflex just to uh, unleash a giant. It's so strong right now. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Um. Mm. Uh, let's see. Despite the suggested involvement of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine in this hematologic malignancy, spontaneous development and progression of the BLBL in our animal is to be considered. Data on the occurrence of spontaneous lymphoma in laboratory mice are scarce. In a study of female Balbsy mice, BLBLs were reported to appear primarily in old, greater than 20 months, but not young mice. 
Moreover, whatever Envigo biopsy model information sheet reports a zero incidence of lymphatic leukemia and a low gross tumor incidence in males. Even in the case of a BLBL that developed spontaneously, the SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine might have had an accelerating effect on its magnitude and or speed of progression. For example, a human case of angi angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma with rapid progression after BNT162b2 mRNA booster vaccination has been described recently. Lastly, it remains unclear if and to what extent the animal's body weight throughout the course of the study, including the unexpected weight drop starting one week prior to the first immunization, can be linked to the moment of lymphoma development or its stage of progression. Ah, so it was a weaker animal showing problems. Again, you know, you, this data is enough to be pause for concern. <laughs> That's well, it's too late now. They've got and done it. So we'll be picking up the pieces. Uh, it should be noted the various factors in our experimental study might limit the clinical translatability. First, the mRNA vaccine was administered intravenously and not via designed intramuscular route of delivery. Intramuscular vaccination has been described to initiate an adaptive immune response in the lymph nodes draining the injection site, whereas little is known about the effects of direct entrance and consequent distribution of lipid nanoparticle in the systemic circulation. Well, we know it gets in systemic circulation. But that's been done. Nonetheless, occasional blood aspiration following inadvertent intravenous injection of SARS-CoV-2 vaccines has been reported earlier. Secondly, with each immunization, the animal received a disproportionately larger dose of Pfizer per gram of body weight. That then would be the case in humans. Than would be the case in humans, sorry, i.e. a normal dose contains 30 micrograms. Correspondingly, a much greater SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine-specific immune response may have been elicited by each of the two uh, Pfizer mRNA vaccinations. Given the paucity of data on the long-term safety of SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccines, it's vital that clinicians and scientists report any adverse event to establish potential correlations. Our case adds to previous clinical reports on malignant lymphoma development following SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccination. Yeah, man, the simple fact is, from mice to rodents to primates, they should be whacking every route of entry and finding where that threshold is, finding which organs are susceptible. You do love uh, war is not a picnic. This is a war zone. This is not a picnic site. Tank battle, air bombard, rockets, missiles. Everything has been hitting here. War is not a picnic. All right. So, you know, it's an, it's an N of one. Um, but the data is beginning to find its way into the literature. I had another paper that I was going to do which covered amyloidosis. They're reporting it now, and again, it's it's a review paper, but um, the, the signals are there. And again, you have to you have to ask yourself why why are we suddenly dropping standards for this intervention? Well, is it because so many have blood on their hands right now? I would think that's a big reason, though. No? Now it's lunchtime, and I need to take care of the youngster, but. Um, there's, there's a bunch of neuroscience that I want to get to and also I want to read this body first Parkinson's disease and variant Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease similar or different now I'm making the contention right now that there's far more similarity between them 
than clinicians and scientists are giving credence to at the moment. So I think this will be an important paper um, to go through. And I'll try and do this in the next couple of days. I had another one as well. Uh, this one was prion aggregation. Um, I think we need to understand uh, prion um, aggregation better. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the time. I need to learn as well, and just uh, just trying to get a handle on what the what the research is showing with respect to how a conformational change is initiated by the propagon into another peptide such that it can form these oligomers, these toxic oligomers. Um, so I think that's, uh, what have I been doing? That's two hours and I've covered a lot of the news and um, I think this important paper and my goal is to get to some of this neuroscience. There's still this paper i'm desperate to get to this paper but stuff keeps getting in the way up for reference and let's see what yeah we've done that paper i'm just keeping it there for reference um yes so yes i want to do structural biology of ex vivo mammalian prions and this one, which is a new variant, Kreutzfeldt Yakov and um, Parkinson's. And, you know, there's this idea, this principle of um, BRAC staging, right? Are, are, are your organs being exposed to these propagons? And then are they finding their way into the central nervous system? Ah, uh, typical science nerd looks at pictures of dissecting my senses lunchtime. Yes, yes, I guess. Now, I'm going to hit the outro, but I've got a feeling it might not work. We'll see. Well, it will play, but um, the uh, sound, I'll have to fill with the sound. That takes a rating bleak. All right. Um, all right, folks, I'm going to see you in the next one. Thank you for those who were not K26R today. The rest of you, shame, shame. All right, uh, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. And I will see you. Oh, just uh, I'm taking it. Uh, Rumble was smooth. I haven't seen any complaints. Uh, I'm just going to assume it is. And um, yeah, I think we've I think we've solved the problem. So with that. I am going to hit the outro and let's see if we have. Bro, you don't know how no. angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers. I will fucking kill each fucking capper. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these cappers. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that fire, this guy. Send
Yes.